Fun fact about the synchrotron, we call it also the science donut. Imagery of, you know, you have the chemist with the two beakers and he puts them together and then there's like a bang and the smoke cloud. There's usually not a bang in the smoke cloud, but... You tell us about your science in super simple words, please. Yeah, so my science is literally all about nanotechnology because nanotechnology is everywhere. So from smartphones to COVID rat tests, literally everything you touch in your life has some sort of nanotechnology in it. And it's really, really essential to understand the chemistry and the physics of nanomaterials that are in these products. And they are the reason why they work so well in whatever field they are. Um, however, if you produce these nanomaterials, the reactions are often super, super fast. So it's a bit like this imagery of, you know, you have the chemist with the two beakers and he puts them together and then there's like a bang and the smoke cloud, there's usually not a bang in the smoke cloud, but, you know, for the imagery there is. Um, and then something happens and we don't really know what. So usually when you're talking about kinetics, so that's what it is, you know, the kinetics of a reaction, um, you have to take aliquots out of the sample, so little portions of it, and look at them under the microscope or in a whatever spectrometer. Um, but that can be really tedious, and if you don't have much of the sample, it's even worse. So what I use is I basically use a miniature version of a full-on chemistry lab, so all the flasks and all the tubes you can imagine, on one little chip um, called microfluidics, and I combine that with synchrotron sucks to, to look at the reactions at a super fast timescale. Fun fact about the synchrotron, we call it also the science donut. Because we're going around it. It's not as tasty as that, but it's, um, yeah, we have a lot of fun there, um, particularly down here in Australia. And um, yeah, so we can look at these reactions at like a nanoscale, even like nanosecond scale. Okay, okay. So there is microfluidics, there is a science donut, uh, aka synchrotron. Um, that sounds so cool. Oh my God, it is. so cool. Oh my God. So do you, uh, do you like also fabricate these microfluidic channels or do you, um, uh, or is your work more focused on what goes, what happens inside these microfluidic channels? Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, how you want to say it, um, I did everything basically. So it's, the system about it, which is the beauty and the pain of microfluidics, is that it is basically a circular feedback system. And it's quite instantaneous because most of the devices that you use are made from PDMS, so silicone, that most people know from things like breast implants or something. And they can be done, fabricated within a day. So basically what you do is you have a thought about, you know, what you actually want to achieve, what kind of design you want, then you draw it in like some CAD drawing program of your choice. Um, and then often you can make so-called wafers yourself. So it's basically the mold with your structure. Um, you develop them in a clean room under ambient, well, under yellow light, actually. Um, it's a whole process in that that takes maybe like a day. And then you can reuse this mold and pour your PDMS on and, you know, cure it and peel it off and fabricate your chips. And it can, and then test them and can go basically from that step back to your design step and see if you need to make improvements, if you make to make adjustments, abandon the whole design. Happens quite a lot to me, um, you know. And then that go back and forth um, for using it at the synchrotron nowadays. So I did that during my PhD a whole of a lot. And then nowadays, because polymers in general, PDMS particularly, is really bad in combination with X-rays. 
was a um, yeah, yeah, like plastic in general. So I often, for initial testing, use so-called hybrid devices. So I insert a cut-off glass capillary, which is open on both ends. And so basically, I get the best of both worlds, right? I get the easy design in PDMS, and then I cut it off just after the liquids, liquids mix somewhere, and then insert a glass capillary and um, measure through that, which gives me really low background. And then I also have an ongoing collaboration with the um, ANFF in South Australia, which is like a national lab here. And we do, um, they, they produce glass microfluidic devices for me. And then a few of my collaborators do microfluidics and they produce their own devices of various materials. So we have like some really crazy ones. We have some really easy ones, although microfluidic is really never easy, but you know, all the fun things. <laughs> That is so fascinating. Oh my God, I have so many questions for you, but I'm going to save those for the long podcast. Thank you for listening. To know more about us, do visit our website, thescienstalk.com and do consider giving us a review or a rating or follow depending on wherever you're consuming this content. Thank you very much. Thank you.